Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and let's just say my week did not go as planned. But I am here on a Friday night at, excuse me, on a Saturday night at 10.32 p.m. Arizona time and I am ready to record a show and this shouldn't actually be too long of a show even though there wasn't that much news that I found interesting this week. Um, Hopefully we'll just bust through this. First up, the thing that I like this week is uh, there there was a television show, excuse me, there was a movie called What We Do in the Shadows, and now it's a television show. It's on FX. It's fantastic. I love the movie. I love the TV show. It's great. I highly suggest taking a look at it. This week, I also had some great conversations uh, about SpaceX and, excuse me, just space in general and Tesla car fires and all that good stuff. So keep your emails coming. I really enjoyed it. If you're a Patreon supporter, I have been sick and my wife has been out of town uh, off and on for the last three weeks for work. And I have had no time to work on Patreon stuff. I really apologize. I will start. uh, She gets back this week. She gets back tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So I will start working on Patreon stuff again this week. So I apologize. I've just kind of ghosted everybody, but it. It's not because I don't care. It's because I'm extraordinarily busy with two six-year-olds in a house that needs to be cleaned and kids that need to be fed and groceries that need to be bought and all that stuff. It's been a very busy, busy week. It's all I can do just to get the simple things done. Um, If you want to be ignored, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt and I'd be happy to ignore you. We have the $1 level, which is the just a regular Patreon feed. You get stickers. And then you have $5 level, which you get access to the Slack, and you get stickers for that one as well. We need one more person, and I can give away a Tesla phone charger. So I'm looking forward to giving that away. $45 value, which is way too much money for a phone charger. In the video section, somebody did a very nice comparison of the Model 3 and the Model Y. We don't have a lot of information on the Model Y. So it's kind of hard to compare to anything, to be honest with you. It was kind of like a little footnote in Tesla's uh, Model Y unveil. So they do their best to, I think it's about a seven-minute video, to come up with comparisons. And I think they did a pretty good job with the limit about limited information that they had. Uh, another one, this is just kind of a shout-out. Clean Technica has a YouTube channel now. And one of the things they did was they toured the Tesla Fremont factory floor. I put a link in the show notes 
to that as well because I think it's worth taking a peek at. And let's get right into our show. Our first story comes from Phil Deziki at Electric. Congressman Mike Doyle has introduced legislation to extend the investment tax credit to all energy storage devices. One example of an energy storage device would be the Tesla Powerwall. Now, I am not an accountant. I am not a lawyer. I am not a person that fully understands what the ITC is, the investment tax credit, but this is how I understand it. You can reduce, you can put a solar array on your house or your business, and you can reduce 30% of the total price of your system from your federal, federal taxes. Now, this is a gross oversimplification, but what this tax credit would do is it would extend that to energy storage technologies. So if you bought a Powerwall, you could take 30% off of that, uh, which would you know, be somewhere in the $2,500 range with installation, if I'm, my guess is right. Anyway, um, I think that's a great deal. In the same vein, members of the House are also looking at ways to revise and extend the EV tax credit. So currently, once a company sells 200,000 EVs, then we're dealing with what Tesla's going through, which is basically the $7,500 tax credit ends, and then it gets split in half, it gets split in half, and then it kind of goes away. What they want to do is remove the 200000 limit, and then only American auto manufacturers would come, would qualify for the tax credit. So if you built a car in, this is the way I understand it, if you built a car in Canada and then you brought it across the border, that doesn't qualify, no matter who built it, whether it was GM or Volkswagen, it doesn't matter. But if you built the car in the United States, then you would get the tax credit. That's how I understand it. I think ultimately that's that's fair. You know, I think it's not, uh, it kind of hurts foreign automakers coming into the United States, foreign, foreign EV makers. And I certainly don't want to make it more difficult to get EVs. But on the other side, in the current political climate that we have in the United States, I think that last little bit, American auto manufacturing, I think that's what's going to help push it over. Up next is a Reuters story. According to the Norwegian Road Federation, nearly 60% of vehicles sold in Norway in March were EVs. And this isn't a surprise. Norway has said there's going to be no more internal combustion engines sold by the end of 2025. So the people of Norway, the Norwegian people, are looking at this and they're saying, well, Tesla, Neo, Hyundai, and other EV makers, let's buy those instead of buying a new ICE car because in six short years, we're not going to be able to buy an ICE car anyway, so we might as well get ahead of the curb. And that's what they're doing. So uh, good on you, Norway. Our next story comes from Clean Technica's Steve Hanley. Canoe, it's spelled C-A-N-O-O, is a Los Angeles EV startup with big plans and a different type of business plan than legacy uh, car makers. They're founded by Stefan Kraus, Erlich Kranz, and Richard Kim. These are all former Faraday Future employees. If you don't know who Faraday Future is, they had a lot of promise and they've just fallen short. The company still exists. It's just out there floundering, basically. Now, Canoe will offer four different EVs, and each one will be available for a subscription price. Now, the company is going to be building these EVs. It's not going to be like it's going to be a Tesla and a Bolt and a this and a that. No, it's going to be cars built by Canoe. Then this is not a lease. It's a subscription. It's like a magazine or a subscription to Netflix. 
Any issue with the EV is handled by Canoe. Now, I'm sure if you cause damage to the car, like you're backing out of the car and you scratch the whole side of the car up in the garage, you're backing out of the garage and you scratch the whole side of the car up, that may or may not be covered. We don't know. But any issues like cars need to be, or tires need to be replaced, brakes, you know, um, a motor dies, any of that stuff, Canoe will take care of it. Now, Canoe, while they will be designing their own cars, they will not be building their own cars. They're going to use existing car manufacturers. And I believe there's a place up in Canada that's building the Jaguar I-Paces, and they're looking at that place. I can't remember what it's called. Now, Canoe's raised $1 billion, and they want to have their first cars out by 2021. There's no word on the cost of the subscription, and there's even some rumors that the, sub sub the subscription excuse me, would include insurance. Now, we don't know for sure, so basically this is kind of one of those, I'm telling you about it now so that we can talk about it later in an update, but it seems to me like they're going to need more money than a billion dollars. They're absorbing the entire cost of the vehicle, and it may be five-ish years of a subscription before that vehicle is paid off. So how much longer will that car be on the road after the five-ish years? So let's say I have the car for five years. I trade it in for a new car that my old car goes to somebody else. How is Canoe continuing to make money off of that older car? Because obviously the person who gets it after I, I give it away, I give it back, they're not going to be paying nearly as much as I was. And there's going to be more maintenance costs and all that stuff. I don't know. I hope, I hope, fingers crossed that this works, but I, I don't know if it's going to end up ultimately working out for the company. But it's a neat idea. I don't really want a subscription for a car, but I, I understand what they're doing, and I again, I think it's a neat idea. Our next story comes from Autoblogs Sven Gustafsson and Inside EV's Gas Goo. Neo has teased its new ET7 sedan, and it's set to be pre previewed at the Shanghai Auto Show. Now, there are rumors that the vehicle have level 4 autonomous driving. I doubt that that's going to be the case. It might be capable, but I doubt it will actually have it, but who knows. And NEO is also launching their one-click-for-power charging network. This is really cool. It's kind of like very white glove service here. Someone comes to your home or business, they get your car, and they either charge it or they do one of those battery swap stations. And once that's complete, they bring the car back to you. And, you know, you just don't even have to worry about it. I have no idea what this costs, but I could see uh, in some situations where this might actually be very handy. Like if you're staying in a hotel that doesn't have a charging system and you have young kids, for instance, and you can't get out, you could call somebody up and they can come in and do the one-click power so that you can actually have a nice fresh battery for the next day. It's a pretty neat idea. Um, I don't know how many people will take advantage of it. Neo is also doing a normal boring, like, EV charging service like everybody else does, like a supercharging service. Here's a Reuters update on the dispute between Elon Musk and the SEC. It's it's not a dispute. It's more like a slap fight. Uh, U.S. District Judge Allison Nathan gave both parties two weeks to pretty much act like adults and come up with a reasonable solution. And that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> Seems completely re reasonable. I'm with Judge Nathan on this be adults. So there's there's a lot more tabloidy stuff that that uh, 
we could go into, but honestly, I don't think it adds anything to the program other than it's just salacious and fun. Our next story is a Fred Lambert story from Electric. Tesla has been working on a voice assistant for its EVs. Now, that's we know that that's true. Elon wants it to be like a kit-like artificial intelligence. And if you don't know what kit is, it's, it's from Knight Rider. Go get on YouTube and look at Knight Rider. It was one of my favorite shows as a child growing up. It actually, like I liked Dukes of Hazard when I was little, and Knight Rider topped Dukes of Hazard. It was so much cooler because, A, the car talked, it had autonomous driving, and it drove up into a semi-truck, which I thought was amazing. I think this is really cool, but I've I've said it on the show, and I will say it again. I think Tesla should either buy Hound, which is a product created by SoundHound, or license their technology. It's already great. If you have an iPhone or an Android, look for Hound and then just use it. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, it's I, In my opinion, it's better than anything else out there. So I don't know why Tesla, maybe they've looked at it and they can't buy it, or maybe they just don't want to share their technology with companies like Mercedes, because Mercedes is leasing it, Hyundai's using it. There's a lot of companies that are using this service. It's great. So Mashable's Sasha Lekak, Lekak, L-E-K-A-C-H, Lekach. Anyway, Elon explained on Twitter why the Model 3 has a camera facing the cabin in the rear view mirror. And spoiler alert, it's pretty much what you think. Here's what Elon had to say. It's there for when we start competing with Lyft slash Uber and people allow their cars to earn money for them as part of the Tesla shared autonomy fleet. This is a direct quote, so it might not be the best English. In case someone messes up your car, you can check the video. I think that's what everybody thought it was there for. Inside EV, Zach Estrada has our next story. Tesla has updated the autopilot to have a more seamless active guidance experience, according to the company. Drivers can basically, they can toggle a setting to tap the turn signal stock to initiate a lane change, but they can opt out of that and the car will change lanes automatically. They can have an audible and or a visual indicator. Now, the visual indicator, from what I understand, is going to pop up no matter what. But you can have an audible and uh, visual indicator together, or just the visual indicator, of an upcoming lane change. And cars built after 2017 can enable a vibration in the steering wheel, kind of like a haptic feedback, notifying the driver that a lane change is going to occur. Now, Tesla said this about autopilot. This feature does not make the car autonomous, and lane changes will only be made when a driver's hands are detected on the wheel, as has always been the case. Until truly driverless driverless cars are validated and approved by regulators, drivers are responsible for and must maintain control of their car at all times. Makes total sense. Simon Alvarez of Teslarati. We hear a lot of negative things about working at Tesla, and it's a lot. But here's a positive. Tesla has officially been officially named one of the best companies to work for for LGBTQ workers. Here's what I hope. I would like to hope that everybody that works in Tesla is treated with dignity and respect no matter what their background, but this is still good news for Tesla. Here's an update from Reuters, and this is an update from 2017, so if you've been listening since then, God bless you. Tesla is settling a hazardous waste claim with the EPA. Now, Tesla's going to pay $31,000 fine, and then they're going to buy $55,000 worth of emergency response equipment to mitigate any potential hazardous waste release. 
This all stems from a surprise inspection in 2017. Tesla says that has made all necessary corrections and everybody's happy and the EPA is happy. Okay, our final story. This comes from Tesla and a little bit from Fred Lambert. Tesla released its Q1 2019 vehicle delivery and production numbers. Tesla's production was 77,100 vehicles, 62,950 of those were Model 3s, and 14,150 were Model S and Xs. Now remember, this isn't the amount of cars they delivered, this is just how many they built. They're not delivered until the driver drives away in the car, then that's considered delivered. Even if it's sitting at this, the center waiting to be delivered, it's not delivered. Now, many people are disappointed about these numbers. I think they're fine. Based on what I was reading leading up to the release of these numbers, I figured somewhere around 50-ish thousand Model 3s and 20,000 Model S and Xs. We already knew that Tesla was shutting down the third shift for the Model S and X lines. You know, I'm, I'm a little low on one number, a little high on the other, but... Ultimately, Tesla delivered 63,000 vehicles, or right around there, which is 110% more than the same quarter last year, and 31% less than last quarter. But month, uh, January through March, at least in the United States, is generally a slow month for car sales. Let's see, they delivered 50,900 Model 3s, 12,100 Model S and Xs. I want to talk about the Model S and X for a, a moment. And this is part of where the Fred Lambert stuff comes in. The Model S and Model X, they're great cars. But the underlying technology for these cars is old. Yes, they've done updates to the cameras and the hardware 2.0 and 2.5 and that kind of thing. And they've done cosmetic updates both in and out of the car. But really, the batteries are old. The batteries need to be upgraded. They can't take advantage of Supercharger 3. Tesla's working on more efficient motors for the S and X that are similar to how the Model 3 motors work. Hardware 3 is on its way. An interior refresh is rumored to be sometime in the end of 2019. So right now, Tesla is at a very, like the Model S was released in 2012. Tesla is at the very end of a model cycle. Uh, I want to say that regular car companies, you know, they'll they'll change the overall look of a car every five to six years. You know, Tesla is 2012. We're at seven years. They're at the end of this model cycle. And Tesla needs to do something to make the Model S and Model X appealing again. Make Model S and Model X appealing again. I like that. I'm going to put that on a hat. My whole point is you have the the motors that they're talking about refreshing and you have uh, a big interior refresh. Why wouldn't they just refresh the whole car and come out with something that looks more updated? I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, every time I pass a white Model X and there's somebody that lives not in my neighborhood, but when I'm taking my kids to school, they're going to work or taking their kids to school. And I see them almost every morning. And this white Model X is absolutely gorgeous. We parked next to a uh, Model S at Costco the other day. And my gosh, that car is absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. However, you know, it's been seven years. It needs an update. It needs a little little facelift. It needs a little excitement. People have been looking at this car for a while now. And the Model 3 definitely looks new and exciting. The Model S looks like a great car, but it doesn't look new and exciting to me. So anyway, that's the whole show. 
If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. Like I said, got a lot of great emails this week. Let's see here. We're giving away a hat. It's a Tesla hat, black on black. So you just got to email me that you want to win a hat, and I will put you in the Excel spreadsheet. If you are a Patreon supporter, you've already been entered. Thanks so much for listening. I will talk to you next week. Fingers crossed it'll be a Friday. I appreciate everybody who listened to this to the very end. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.